0: have a gin and tonic as you know listeners we're we're big followers of the gin and tonic but if you're gonna do it do it right hello and welcome to episode 77 of a sideways life podcast the honest guide to living and working abroad i'm Liam,
1: and uh, i'm al
0: and surprisingly we're back a week later
1: i know Look we had to is. What we had, how many weeks off was it? Too many. I know. We even got shouted at by, um, hello Beth. Hi
0: there. <laughs> um,
1: she was listening and uh, she emailed and said, where did you go?
0: And we were <laughs> like, yeah,
1: we were a bit slack. And um, we're not professional broadcasters, are we?
0: We're not. But the upside of us disappearing for a while meant Beth went all the way back to episode one. I'm sure she listened to about a minute of it and went and thought, nah, i skipped skip you to about 30-something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Episode one is what they like to call in the trade, rough and ready. Yeah. Anyway, so we're back, hopefully, with a slightly more polished version, though not that polished. So if you're expecting something cool, then it's not the podcast for you.
0: <laughs> we're not
1: professional <laughs> by any chance. Um, and we'll tell you, in fact, I think even point one of our, of the conversation we're talking about today will be proven by the fact that we're actually consuming it right now. So do you remember what we've called this, Leah?
0: 13 ways to summer in Spain like a local. yes. Brackets, restaurant and bar edition.
1: Because what else do you do in Spain in the summer?
0: I don't know what else do you do.
1: Well, I think you lie on the beach and then you restaurant and bar. Yeah. So eat, drink and sun.
0: Sleep, repeat. Exactly.
1: Exactly. In fact, we (laughs) should do, you know that eat, pray, love thing from Bali? (laughs) We should do one called Eat, Drink, Sun for for Spain. That would be a film with Julia Roberts and everything. Sounds good to me. (laughs) Okay, without any further ado, although there's been plenty of ado so far, do you want to crack on with your number one thing, which is, what was it called again? What was it called? The episode.
0: Oh, 13 Ways to to Summer Like a Local in Spain, brackets, restaurant and bar edition. Yes. It's a catchy title, Al. (laughs) Snappy. (laughs)
1: <laughs> spent hours we spent hours on that this, this afternoon whiteboards there was post-it notes there yeah was we meetings. circled back
0: to a couple of things <laughs> put a pin in some other stuff
1: <laughs> okay so number one way to summer in spain like a local brackets eating and drinking edition
0: i think you should take this one
1: okay if you come from any kind of northern European or potentially the U.S., although I'm not quite sure everyone in the U.S. does this, um, then you'll be thinking, um, can I have a pint of lager, please? And one of the biggest giveaways, if you walk down any kind of Paseo or um, uh, what's the word when it's in front of the sea? There's a promenade. Promenade in Spain is if you see anyone sitting there with a pint of lager, you can almost guarantee they are not from Spain.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because the problem is that Spain, like, currently it's 30 degrees outside, which is quite mild. <laughs> I say mild, but compared to the interior of Spain where it's on fire, it's 42 mm-hmm. degrees at the moment in Cordoba. Um, in Malaga, it's 30 degrees. You don't want a pint of lager because by the time you get halfway through, it's warm and it's horrible. So instead of drinking pint, they have, like, two or three different names for it. So they have what they call a canya, which is kind of roughly a third of a pint in the Does that as I Yeah,
0: right? yeah. If you're like a, a, a little glass.
1: If you're Australian and listening to this, you'll know what that what that is because you'll have a schooner, um, and that's basically a third of a pint, and that's what most people will drink. Is a canya. Is now it does vary. Some places bring you a smaller glass. Some bring you place to bring you a wine glass, et cetera, et cetera. But that's what most people ask. So when you go in, and, and by the way, don't try and uh, translate this like we did because canya means pipe, does it?
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: It does. So, it's not it's not a direct translation, but you want to ask for a caña, which is C-A-N with a little hat on it, A. So, you say, una caña, por favor, and they will bring you a small beer, but usually about a euro, euro fifty.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and you drink that, and then you ask for another one. So, don't be drinking pints. By the way, if you do want to drink pints, then ask for a jarra, J-A-R-R-A, which will bring you a big like handled I'm 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 miming it. You can't see this. But it's a big jar with a like a kind of like you know, like a tankard. A glass tankard, they'll bring you that, but you don't yeah. really want
0: that. Or a pinter you can ask for as well. It doesn't usually come in a pint glass but it's a much larger glass.
1: If you if you do drink your beer quickly then you can go for a tubo, I think it's called T U B O, which is like a double canya. And tubo I think means tube. So you've got a pipe or a tube. Not quite sure how that works out, but Anyway, so there you go. So that is tip number one.
0: It's a good tip, Al. It's a good tip.
1: What have you got for number two?
0: Number two. People in Spain, locals in Spain, don't really drink sangria. And I know, shock, horror, it's a drink we all associate with Spain. But sangria isn't really a thing. Yes, you might see it on a menu, but truth be told, it's probably there for the tourists. What you actually want to ask for is a tinto de Verano, which is a wine of summer. And it is essentially a, a red wine spritzer, but you get red wine with what's called... Well, you have two options, actually. You can either get a, a Tinta de Verona con Blanca, which is like a, like a light lemonade. I say lemonade, but it's not quite as sweet. Mm-hmm. Or con Limon, which is like a cloudy lemonade, and that is a lot more sweet. Um, and it's just delicious. Lots of wines, usually a little bit of orange in it. Very light, very drinkable, and that is what the the locals drink. You can get it in a glass, you can get it in a jug. Delicious.
1: And if you're making it at home, then the tip is to go to the local supermarket, which is generally in in Spain is Mercadona, and they have a theme song which sounds like...
0: Mercadona, Mercadona. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's what they, that's what they'll uh, they'll sing in the supermarket. I think I've
0: missed like, my calling I feel like jingle singing. That was quite nice. Sure,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're very good at it. For I'm um, being a supportive husband. You can follow your dreams, darling. Thanks. You could be a jingle singer. Thanks. A jinger. Um, but um, so if you go to Mercadona, you want to be buying the cheap wine. It's called Don Simon. And it's about a well, it was a euro when we used to live here. Boo, it's know, now Euro fifty, is it? Man. But it's a euro fifty for a litre. And you might think, why am I buying this? Is because we've tried it with expensive red wine. It doesn't work. Doesn't.
0: It doesn't
1: work. You want the Euro fifty carton.
0: It has to, I think that's the thing, isn't it? Whether it be Don Simon or another, it will be in a carton. Mm-hmm. And you'll find it usually with like in the same aisle in the supermarket it's gonna have the cassaris which is a lemonade, you're gonna have it with Tonic, the Coca Cola, the Tango, whatever else. It's mm-hmm. going to be in like the in inverted commas soft drink style. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be in a carton. That's what you want to look for.
1: And if you want to be authentic, then the Cassaris is what Leanne said. C A S E R
0: E S, I think,
1: or A S. I'm not sure which it is. I,
0: think it's, I don't remember.
1: It's either female or male. It'll be
0: right next to it, though. Right next to it. And
1: that is usually a sugar free. Um, almost like a soda, but it's got some artificial sweetener in there. So
0: It is. It's somewhere between it. it it's like a sweetened soda. It's not quite a lemonade, mm-hmm. but it, it does have a sweetness to it.
1: And you'll be doing roughly 50-50. Is
0: that the 50/50, ratio? 50-50, yeah. Good so. bit of ice, slice of orange, 50-50.
1: So there you go. So that's tip number two. You're going to be asking for a Tinto de Verano. Verano? Sorry. Tinto de Verano instead of sangria. So, tip number three is that generally the Spanish don't order dishes for themselves. So, if you are in the UK, Austra- I don't know about Australia, actually, but certainly UK, Ireland, America, uh, you tend to go out and say, I'll have the steak, and then you, who you're with will say, oh, I'll have the fish. It's totally different in Spain, isn't it, Leah?
0: Yes, it is. Well, I, I thought you were going to do this one, no?
1: Oh, sorry. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. Please, I
0: thought, He's I just... continue. I was engaged in what you were saying. <laughs>
1: She's checking her phone. She's on Instagram. <laughs> um, so what you tend to do instead is you order some tapas, which usually are very small dishes. And I'm sure I know I'm I know I'm preaching to the choir. I know you know this, but tapas is um very small dishes. So you might sort of if you're sitting with four people, you might get four tapas, and then you'll probably get two or three raciones. Am I saying that right? Raciones.
0: Yeah. Raciones or platos they call okay, themselves so yep. somewhere as well. And typically you'll see them, and it will be. It will be a dish, but rarely with a side that will come with it. So it will just be like a plate of lamb chops, a steak, some fried fish. But at that that will be all it is. Mm-hmm. With the idea being you get a couple for the table, a la centro. Mm-hmm. And you share, you pick, pick, pick. and you might start with fish, then you might move on to meat, and then you might get something else. And typically it's like a, a one to two or two to three ratio. So there's two of you, one plateau per course if there's th- three or four of you maybe two platos per course because the beauty of spain the absolute beauty of spain which i love and i really miss when we're in the uk or somewhere else is that one dinner is an event mm-hmm. like what are you doing today i'm going for dinner period yeah and there's no like oh what are you doing after that well there is nothing to do after that because <laughs> dinner's going to take four hours but also it just takes that pressure off well what are the portion size and how much you're going to eat it's like no you just you order a couple of plates you eat them want some more sure order another couple of plates eat them want some more sure and the wait staff are like yeah cool that's how it's done why why would why would you order it all together
1: Try going to Manchester and sitting there and going, uh, we'll just start off with a couple of little little starters and we'll see how we get on and then just see how that works out for you because it's not going to work out very well. Um, the other thing is that uh, there's something called a media, which is a half a Rathionis. Rathionis is, depending on what they are, but generally speaking, about 10 to 15 euros and you're going to get enough for sort of easily two people, possibly three. Um, if there's just the two of you, then I would suggest going for two tapas and one media like um is it media or medio? Media, isn't media, it? Yeah, yeah me- media, which is a half Rationis. And that will you, that will do you and if and just the Anne says, if it doesn't, order more. That's the beauty of Spain. You're sitting there and you're probably gonna be there for four hours. So if you're from Northern Europe and you think that dinner takes about forty minutes, change what you're doing. Just relax. Be like the caramel bunny and just calm down.
0: Absolutely. And I think just as a as an end to the whole meals don't come for one person is that if you're going out for dinner at eight o'clock you basically have tourists stamped on your forehead, head mm. genuinely and it it is no urban myth people in spain do not sit down to eat until half nine ten o'clock earliest earliest like there's a saying in spain if you get home at 2 a.m you rather go out for dinner mm-hmm. like it, it is it's it's a saturday night thing um so yeah and of course if you want it yearly fine but you know you're not going to get that same atmosphere if you're in somewhere with lots of spanish people and yeah have a snack push in dinner back siesta it's a good life
1: definitely so talking of eating late number four what's your top tip for number four for eating late
0: don't order paella
1: this is quite controversial and it's something we only learned maybe in the last year of living in Spain
0: yeah the thing is is that paella is a is a lunchtime dish much like in Italy you'll rarely see people ordering pasta at dinner um, unless it's a very risotto. small starter. Or risotto unless it's a very small starter size. Paella is a lunchtime dish. It's there for sharing. It's there for groups of people. It's it's not an evening meal. So again, and the danger is, and it's not to say like don't be a tourist because there's great things about being a tourist. And we're all tourists. But the thing is, is that you're rarely going to get a decent paella in the evening because mm. they're not geared up to make good Paella in the evening. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get the best paella at a beach bar or what's called a spinach ringuito and you'll get a big like dish of it, and it'll have fresh fish, and it. it'll just be amazing.
1: You will, you will. So don't order paella, and I think the, the sort of a technical reason behind it is that rice is difficult to digest, so you don't want to have it at 11 o'clock at night. When you're about to go to bed, because you're going to wake up with indigestion, and that's the other thing is that if you eat like a local in Spain, you rarely have indigestion because you don't really have. You have, might have a lot of bread at lunchtime, but not so much in the evening. And bread is almost always used to push things on your fork. It's not used like you, you'll see. A, you'll, you'll see tourists get bread and then they get oil and balsamic vinegar, <laughs> yeah. and they'll pour it on the plate and they will put the oil in the and the balsamic vinegar in the middle, so it looks like a kind of a brown fried egg and they're like right i'm gonna dip my bread in that the spanish luckiest are going what the hell are you doing
0: and it's a fair point but it is delicious i do enjoy a bit of bread (laughs) and balsamic and olive oil but yeah it's more just to mop up the sources of whatever dishes that that you get it's not necessarily a, a dipping situation Yeah,
1: your oil and balsamic is for your salad really Okay, so that was yours, wasn't it? So, I'm going to move on to number five, which is something called copas. Uh, Copas is cups, is the literal translation. But essentially, it is gin tonic. It is vodka tonic. It's cocktails. It's anything that comes as a kind of liqueur with mixer. Is that fair to say?
0: Yeah. My mum and dad used to call it a long drink. Is that still the same? Yeah,
1: I suppose it would be. Yeah, Yeah. I suppose a short drinker. Shot of vodka or something. Yeah, we'll come on to that in a second. Um, But copas is a big thing, so people will go out. They'll have they'll either go out usually copas before lunch, before dinner, or copas after dinner. And you'll find there's there are places that are proper like gin joints in Malaga, in Sevilla, in most of the cities where all they do is copas. And you'll see they're called copas. And and you ask for a gin tonic, and you don't just get you know a sad single shot of Gordon's gin some old tonic and some lemon they found behind the fridge that they've dragged out and thrown it in there, you're going to get like a display. You're going to get, in terms of the garnish, they will often ask you what garnish you want with it, or the garnish will change. If you ask for Seagram's gin, for example, you might get a twist of orange. If you ask for, um, what's um, what's the strawberry gin that you get in Sevilla? I forget. Anyway, there's a strawberry gin. It's, um, it'll come back to me. but um, And then you'll get strawberry, literally strawberries in it. Um, but also the second thing to bear in mind is that it's usually about triples in terms of the actual pour. The interesting thing is that in Spain, it is legal to sell alcohol without a license. And you don't have to have the weights and measures like you have in most European, most northern European countries where they'll measure out 25 mil and throw it in your glass. They'll just pour it until they're sick of it and then they'll stop pouring.
0: And you'll notice as well, it'll be a difference between if you order like a premium spirit, like for example, Hendrix gin, versus a domestic spirit like Larios gin. So a Larios gin, which is basically like the Gordon's equivalent in Spain, you're going to get a decent nine pour. And when I say nine pour, you're going to get those bottles with, what's it called? You used to work in out uh, it's, there.
1: It's called a plastic arsehole.
0: With a plastic arsehole then. <laughs> So it sits on the top see- of the bottle and slows it down. <laughs> slows the pour down. So you'll see that they'll just hold the bottle up, and with a domestic spirit, you'll get a nine pour. Yeah. So they're going to hold there for nine seconds. With a premium spirit, you are probably get it more like a five or six pour. Mm-hmm. You're still looking at at least a double, but... Yeah. But yeah, it's it is it's quite a wonder, and they take it so seriously. The massive cubes of ice, the big gin glasses, or or copper—that's the whole point, isn't it? Copper, it's a big glass. The garnish, kind of thing. yeah, like a goblet. They just—they just, they take it so seriously. and I respect them so much for that. Because if you're gonna have a gin and tonic, as you know, listeners, we're <laughs> we're big followers <laughs> of the gin and tonic. But if you're gonna do it, do it right.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, and they'll pour the tonic down a twisty spoon and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so look for coppers in your local place. You will find lots of, like, generally younger people. I think they do skew younger. You'll find lots of people, but just don't be afraid. And if you are in Spain, just ask for Larios or ask for Larios Dothe, which is a blue uh, a blue bottle. Um, it's kind of like a 12, I want to say 12 year. That can't be 12 years. It must be 12 botanicals or something. Um, but there, it's really decent. Don't think of Gordon's because Gordon's isn't very good, in our opinion.
0: In our humble opinion. Just
1: before you move on to number, I'm going to count it up. One, two, three, four, five, six, number six. I want to talk about the short drink, which is Chupitos. And at the end of a dri- end of a meal, um, if particularly if you're in the campo, which is the countryside, they, they will offer you a Chupito for free, which is usually something very sweet, which is a bit like, I suppose, like a Bailey's sort of thing.
0: It's, it's after a meal, isn't it? So yeah. it's meant to be like a... a steve, steve. <laughs> <laughs> could listen to us being fancy but you either get the stronger ones for example they have one called yerbas which is like <laughs> a liqueur with like lots of it it's a bit like a um,
1: drinking soup. it's a bit water. like a
0: jägermeister but oh, yeah. but like green and herby it's not so good mm. but you might like it or you'll get lemoncello in some places or you'll get crema which is like a it's like a Bailey's but caramel flavoured. Mm-hmm. You will get like an Irish secure. You'll get um, Agua Caliente, which is just like, um, what's Pure the spice. Irish Grappa. one called Grappa? Irish? Italian. <laughs> Grappa. So there's lots of different ones, but the f- my favourite place we've been in, you don't get it very often, but you typically more so in the Campo, is that they'll they'll typically make their own limoncello, hierbas, mm-hmm. um, crema, or like the Irish cream. And they'll just bring you like little bottles, probably more, more than like 200 mil. Mm-hmm. And they'll bring them in an ice bucket, four different types, two to be glass like shot glasses, and just leave you to it.
1: And and from what we understand, you don't get charged. If you drank a lot, it would be fine. Because it's built into the, into the meal. And obviously, because it's not like the UK, US, where you have to have a license to make your own, it costs them nothing to make it. So, well, not nothing, but it costs them. It doesn't it didn't have to go and buy it. So, you'll often find that people will just put you'll have the bottle down. I think the general agreement is that you don't drink at all. <laughs> I
0: think you, you may be hit halfway on each one that you've had a good fill. But typically, you just try like a shot of
1: two, really. And it's not a shot as in like down in one, you sip it. Anyway, so there's your chapitos. So, now I believe we're on number seven, are we, Leanne? Six, number six. six. number
0: six. So if you thought coppers were a big deal in Spain, markets, food markets are an even bigger deal. And you'll know this, listener. If you have been to European City, you will know there are some incredible, incredible food markets out there. In Spain, it is no different. The only exception I would possibly say is a slight more of a skew rather than like a gourmet food market, a bit more of a skew towards a general shopping market, um, that opens typically more in the morning and we'll have, particularly from the coast, the best fried fish you can oh imagine. God. Our favorite place in Malaga is Mercado de, what's it called? Oh, Artesanas?
1: Yes, I forget our, our pronunciation. It's...
0: But it's, it's just a big food market, like shopping market. So it's got fruit, olives, vegetables, meat, fish, and there's a few outlets at the front of it that just sell, you basically get all the produce from the market. Oh and cook it so you have a great fish stand a great meat stand everything in between cheeses charcuterie if you will <laughs> and it's just the best way to spend a saturday afternoon you get there about one o'clock a couple of canyas you know our canya now a mm-hmm. couple of canyas a bit of fried fish at one store maybe go into the other get a bit of lamb chop maybe go somewhere else for a cheese and Steve, it's just the best way to spend a saturday afternoon
1: so, if you are going to Malaga, and yes, you—I'm talking to you—who's going to Malaga next? Then find this um, this market, uh, Mercado della. Do you remember it, Leanne? I
0: want to say Atazanas.
1: Atazanas. Um, it's kind of in the centre, just in the old town, on the on the outskirts of the old town. Um, and as you look at it, then you want to go in the left-hand entrance, walk in, turn left, and you will see on the back wall. Will be a place cooking fish, and directly opposite will be a bar serving food. And the bar outside, will, the bar outside, the, well, they they like the counter bit will be full of people standing there. What you do is you stand awkwardly until there's a space, and then you pull up to a space and you order from the menu. And what's brilliant is that about 15% of the food comes from the bar which tends to be cold stuff like cold mussels, cold prawns, whatever. And if you order something hot, they will shout across the market to the place opposite and they will cook your fish for you. And oh, my God, if you've never had a double Mm decathlon. Oh, my God, the best place. It's, It's called dogfish or pink cat shark or it's got lots of different names. It's got a bone in the middle. It is the best fish I think you can get in that market.
0: Yeah, a mostly means it. and you may you may know because it is a thing, isn't it? But mm-hmm. they marinate the fish in like vinegar first before they then batter it and deep fry it. So you've got the vinegary test, taste of like the best fish and chips off of UK, but it's not soggy. It's just oh, let's cut this short and go now, come on.
1: Oh, we, we went last week and we had <laughs> we had the best time. The best time. Okay, so talking of fried fish, my number seven is the Chiringuito or the basically the beach hut. And it is not a beach hut because they take it seriously. So there's two types of sort of restaurant on the beach. There's the one which is an old, which is a building. And that's usually on the paseo or the promenade. It's usually there, it's usually built. It's usually been there for thirty years and it's usually owned by someone called Antonio or Pablo or something like that. And then they have these chiringuitos that used to be sort of like shacks built out of like just um, wood and whatever. And they have a a big old boat, an old boat on a stand at the back. They put a barbecue inside it. I'm dribbling, sorry. Thinking about it, With charcoal on the top, and they would they would fry, they would grill something called a speta, which is basically is a Spanish for sword, where it's basically a piece of wood, and they put like six um, sardines on it and stick it in the sand in front inside the boat by the fire and it'd cook, and it would be brilliant. Um, those times have gone because <laughs> I'm guessing because a lot of them caught fire. <laughs>
0: I think there were some health and safety concerns (laughs) about the wooden shacks, yes.
1: So they're all now steel, steel steel-based, but they still in the shape of a boat, and it's great. So basically, you've got two choices. You either go to kind of an almost established place... On the, on the on the front, or this chiringuito, which generally now are sort of brick built or steel built or something. They've been converted from the shacks. But either way, when you go along there, what you're looking for is fried fish, or you're looking for something steamed, or you're looking for something a la barraza, I think it's called, which is on the barbecue. Those are the three things you want. If you're looking for like meat, I'm sure they'd sell it. But to be honest, you're looking at fried fish. Now, the top days to go for fried fish is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Friday because they're a catholic country and I'm not catholic but Leanne is and so you always have to eat fish on a friday but it's lunchtime is you'll find them absolutely packed and they will be they'll be full of lots of people and there'll be people there in like tiny little bikinis there'll be men in little swimming trunks there'll be women all dolled up um, with hats and stuff and it's basically the place that the spanish go on a friday Saturday sunday lunchtime to go and eat fried fish. Yes. so those are the places if you're look, if you are there at a weekend then you want to be looking for a chiringuito or you want to be looking for a place by the beach to eat your fried fish did i cover that i feel like i went off on a tangent because i in my head i was imagining eating my adobo which i ate this (laughs) afternoon so
0: no it is it's wonderful and it's what you'll find as well particularly if you go to places that are very famous for for fried fish on the coast for example, if you do find yourself in Malaga, there's a district called El Palo or Pedro Galejo, which are slightly to well, they're east of Malaga City Centre, and that whole strip of beach, probably about three miles, is just filled with fish restaurants and tringuitos. And whether it be a Wednesday at lunchtime or a Saturday lunchtime, they are packed. There is lots going on. It's just, it's if even if you don't like fish, just go because it's an amazing experience. It'll be an experience you don't want really to get. In other uh, restaurants in Spain,
1: absolutely. So if you, even if as Leanne says if you don't like fish, just get along there and just try a couple. They're not expensive. Um, we this afternoon we went for lunch. We had a couple of canyas, and we I think we had four plates, and including four beers and four plates was about thirty euros if I remember. So it's you know even if we sit there and just go I'm just going to try this. Just do it. Just give it a go because you never know. And adobo is is is, is our recommendation. And then my next recommendation is, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's calamari tas, I think it's called, which is like tiny little baby squid. They're only about the size of maybe about two or three inches high. I think they're great. Even if that puts you off, you should try it, in my opinion. Anyway, so we are now on to number eight, Leah, which is what?
0: Well, number eight follows along the the seaside theme, which is promenading. Promenading is not just something that happens in Bridgerton my US (laughs) listeners. It is a real thing. Promenade might not be done anymore in the UK, but it is certainly still done in Spain, particularly on a Sunday, particularly on the coast. And you will see people dressed in their finery, walking up and down the the path of the beach up and down, up and down. They'll stop for coppers, they'll stop for coffee, they'll stop for lunch, they'll stop for ice creams. But the primary activity that day is to walk up and down. And why wouldn't you? Because it's such a beautiful coastline. There's so much to take in. There's atmosphere. Sunday afternoons, go promenade, set yourself off about half, 12, one o'clock, an hour walk or so, have yourself a fishy lunch, a couple of canyons. a couple of coppers, <laughs> You're going to blend in like a local. Absolutely.
1: So we've written down here, but I'm going to swap over um, the next one, which is number nine on your list, Leah. I want to swap it over for the one one after that or the two after that. Um, So uh, in terms of tips, um, it can be quite awkward. How much do you tip? We've asked lots of locals here. They tend to say if it's a coffee. 10 cents is fine, 20 cents is fine, just your change, rounding it up. If it's a meal, 10% is fine. If you're tipping 20%, then they're going to be obviously very, very grateful, but just don't feel like you have to because the expectation is around about 10%. Now, I'm sorry if you work in Spain in the service industry and you think that's completely wrong. If you do, then email us at sidewayslife at gmail.com. But generally, our locals have told us that that is the expectation is around about 10%. The other thing to consider is that if you're in a restaurant, particularly if you're on the seaside, you will find that people will come along and do all kinds of things in front of the restaurant looking for tips. Um, occasionally, these are brilliant guitarists and singers. Uh, sometimes they're slightly shit jugglers, we saw today. And occasionally, you see like three or four boys who, t- I say boys, probably the oldest was about 30, but who just do these tumbling acts and basically do like, jumping on top of each other and hanging off each other and amazing stuff which we saw last week they will come around and ask you for a tip um, if they've got a, if they're doing music often they'll turn the guitar upside down pointed at you and the idea is you put down a euro or 50 cents or something don't feel like you have to put down loads unless you want to of course so I think that's just just to manage your expectations that it is a bit different I mean Buskers and the like would probably get chased out of restaurants in the UK, but you're sitting there, you'll have your meal, and you will have buskers potentially in the restaurant, outside the restaurant, you'll have people coming around trying to sell you bangles, uh, beads, sunglasses, etc, etc. It's a normal thing, and it's perfectly okay to say no gracias. So that was number nine. What have you got for number ten, there,
0: Leah? Well, we've talked a lot about about lunching, dinnering, and drinking. Let's roll it back to breakfast. Mm. Um, so, what does breakfast look like in Spain? Well, the first thing to know, like any Mediterranean coffee, and Mediterranean slip, any Mediterranean country, coffee is a big thing. But how does one order a coffee in Spain? What do they have? I don't know. Interestingly, Costa now have a cortado on their menu, which is a very Spanish coffee, um, which is basically like, we're talking like any kind of coffee in Spain. And there was a great, like, tiled mural, wasn't there, in our local coffee bar when we lived in colmenar mm. with all the different types of coffees. And basically, all you really need to understand is whatever your coffee you're asking for, it's just the only difference is going to be the ratio of coffee to milk. Mm-hmm. Basically. So your espresso, of course, you know, it's just pure coffee. Then you're going to get cortado, which is like an espresso with like like Mm one-to-one. Then you get a cafe con leche, cafe with milk, which is similar to a flat white. So you're looking maybe like two-to-one. So one being coffee, two being milk. And then you go on to, you can get cafe con leche grande, which is maybe like a three or four to one. It's like a latte. And then, plot twist, in the summer, you can ask for a cafe con yellow, a coffee with ice, a cafe con leche con yellow, which is a white coffee with ice. And they won't bring it to you like they would in a Starbucks, like in a plastic cup with a straw with already mixed in. They'll just bring you a hot coffee with a glass with ice in it. With the point being, if you want to add sugar or whatever else, you can do that in your hot coffee. It'll dissolve nicely. You pour it into your ice. You just swizzle it around. Lovely.
1: And the other thing to consider with the coffees is that, uh, certainly on this tile, there were 16 different types of coffee all with slightly different amounts of milk, but they weren't called Cafe con Leche Grande. They were called like Sombrero and sombrera, and I, I'm sorry, I, I don't remember what the actual words were. They probably weren't called that. But they've all got, and, and if you go to Murcia, you'll have a different type of coffee, and then you go to Madrid, you'll have a different type of coffee. Then you'll go to Sevilla, and it might be the same coffee, but it's got a different local name. Um, so- And you'll
0: also find coffee places that just will only do, like an espresso coffee a cortado or catechon Lecce because they only have this size cup. Mm. So if you want something else, we, well, we can't do it because we only have this size cup. Um, so yeah, so it is, it, is, it is, I feel more intimidated going into a coffee shop than I do going to a bar or restaurant because it's like, well, how are you guys doing coffee? What's the crack? What's your cup size? What do you call it? It's a lot.
1: Exactly, exactly. So the, um, as a rough roller of thumb, you know what an espresso is, that's fine. Um, if you want a 50% milk, 50% coffee, it's a cortada. If you want um, 30%, 33% milk, 66% coffee, it's cafe con leche. And if you like a latte, for example, then you probably want to ask for a cafe con leche grande. Is that fair? fair. I
0: think they'd understand it.
1: Yeah, they would. But just be wary, if you ask for a cappuccino, you'll often get whipped cream on top. Yes, that might yeah, catch you yeah. out. Because that's... a. So yeah, you have to ask for There's sin. some
0: Italians out there losing their shit at <laughs>
1: Definitely. Okay, so I think we're on to number eleven, and I am still going to talk about breakfast because you talked about coffee, didn't you?
0: I think it's actually number twelve because you kind of pushed the um, the tip and the music tip into one. Uh, okay.
1: Um, so we've got number twelve here is um, breakfast. In Spain, is a little different to Northern Europe um, and, and America, and I'm guessing Australia and New Zealand. There's really rarely cereal. Cereal's not really a thing. Um, bread is a massive thing at breakfast. So what you'll often get is tostada. So you'll get like basically a, uh, imagine like a ciabatta sort of size, split into toasted, and they'll bring it to you and you can have a choice of several things on it, honey, you can have... Um, uh, marmalade. marmalade, con tomate, which is like a pulped, pulped, not sweet tomato. Uh, you can ha- just have olive oil with salt. You can also have something called sobracera. Se- Let me just double check if I'm saying this right. Sobrasada. Sobrasada. I'm sorry if I'm saying this wrong. Sobrasada, which is basically a pate, but it's bright red, and it's like almost made from chorizo. So... Mm-hmm. Our
0: favourite though is the Tassare con Tomate, which is yes. our set. It's like you get your toasted bread, and they'll bring it all to you so you can construct it yourself, which is quite nice. So you usually, get, if you're out, you'll get like a little, a little tub of olive oil, and you'll just pour that on. A little tub of the tomato, and the fresh like pressed tomato, and you put that on. A little bit of salt, delicious. Is lovely.
1: So if you normally have butter, try the olive oil. You can ask for bat- butter, which I think is Mantequilla. You can ask for that, but generally. Do, go with the olive oil if you can. Um. So that is breakfast. So I.
0: Well, th- we've not mentioned the sandwiches.
1: Well, I was going to leave that for like number thirteen or something.
0: That is that's the last one, with it. Well, oh, we've sorry. reached our destination. And it's oh. shaped like a sandwich.
1: Well, here's your bonus tip, <laughs> which is about sandwiches. Sandwiches are a big thing. Uh oh. Sorry, I thought my computer just crashed. Then it just went into screensaver mode. Um. So um. The sandwiches you ask for a sandwich in the UK and you're going to get they will ask you what would you like it on you ask for a sandwich in 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 Spain and what do you get Leah A
0: sandwich
1: which is <laughs> sliced bread way it. sliced bread sliced bread sliced literally like um, long life sliced bread that's what you're going to get and quite often you'll be toasted without even asking for it so that's a sandwich you're never going to get like a morning roll or a bap or a what's the other words for it um, so you so it's like kind of like five different types of things. So there's the sandwich, which is just sliced bread. Then you get a bocadillo, so it's b o c c a d i l l o s bocadillo. I might've got that wrong. And that's kind of like a crusty bread roll. So it's almost rarely soft. And the idea is it's like a mini baguette. And in that, then they'll put things like they will put. Um, ham they put cheese you'll get a special ham serrano ham which is like the um, well you know what serrano ham is um, with really good cheese that's a great that's a brocadillo if you went to madrid and you asked for a brocadillo de calamares, which is the typical sandwich from madrid you're going to be getting fried squid rings inside the same piece of bread so that's a bocadillo. So, sandwich is basically long life sliced bread. Bocadillo is usually some sort of longer, crusty roll. And what about a Campero,
0: Leah? Campero is a bap. As in. I don't know how you do this research, and you've left <laughs> me as Campero is a bat.
1: Imagine a burger bun without the seeds on the top. It's that sort of size. Um, it can come often, it comes with burgers inside, hamburguesa inside, um, but you'll also get tuna, you'll get ham, you'll get mayonnaise. But So ham, uh, cheese, almost always a Campero has mayonnaise. Like almost like to the point where you have to ask not to have mayonnaise in a Campero. Campero is a sort of late night snack. You've been drinking... Tinted of Verano all day, you fancy a, a snack, um, it'll be a Campero. What about uh, pitufo? I'm, I'm, not, I'm sure I'm not saying this right. Pitufo.
0: Pitufo. Pitufo, I just remember we've had them, often you'll find them in maybe like tapas restaurants or that type of thing. Lots of different fillings on them, but they're usually small, soft roll. A bit like, you know how you have like sliders? Like the teeny mm. tiny burgers. They're a bit like that, but not restricted to beef.
1: Or and a just, burger. No. And in fact, if you go to... We're not even touching on Pinchos, which is from the north, which is <laughs> that's basically... That's
0: whole podcast episode itself, <laughs> <south>, that. <laughs> that's
1: a slice of what looks like a baguette, but they call a barra over here, with some kind of topping, and in they're incredible. Um, but the last thing is, just to bear in mind, is that Monteditos... Hang on, am I saying this right? Montedito. Montedito. Monteditos um, is... Kind of our understanding is it covers all of those things. It's a sandwich, but it's also a pitufo, it's also bocadilla, because there's a place called 100montedito.com and there's like a, like a subway of Spain, but they all come in small, sort of imagine sort of four inches, five inch long sandwich, quite soft roll. All kinds of things. Apparently, it comes from the uh, the verb "monte" to uh, "montar," sorry, to "mount." To, <laughs> not that kind of mount. To mount the sandwich, to top <laughs> the sandwich, or something. So there. I'm not sure if that's any clearer, but there we go.
0: So that sandwiches.
1: <laughs> Shall we run through these very quickly?
0: Yes. Okay. Don't order a pint. Order a tubo? Number Don't one. drink sangria. Drink into the verano. Number two. Meals don't come in one for one. Platos for many people.
1: Number
0: three. You carry on?
1: Paella is for lunchtime, not dinner time. Number four. Number five, copas, which is the gin tonic. is a big deal. That's number five. Number six is markets are a big deal. Go and eat in a market. Uh, number that was number one two three four five six this is so professional number seven is go for a go to the beach for a fried fish at the chiringuito or a little um place to eat um Number eight is that promenading, as in walking, that's a big thing on Sunday. Number nine is that you leave a tip of about 10% and you can happily give five 50 cents for music. And number 10 is breakfast is, t- uh, no, coffee was it? Number 10 was all did about Did you do coffee.
0: promenading?
1: I did. And number oh. 10 was about coffee and all the different types of coffee. Number 11, Leanne. Sandwiches. Number, you love sandwiches. Number 12 was breakfast.
0: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Just go back and listen, can't up. <laughs> and your homework
1: is to go back and listen and write these down, each one of these, because we've forgotten. We don't
0: know. There's 13 in there somewhere.
1: Yeah, there's 13 in there. Okay. So I think they were 40 minutes in. Has that covered things?
0: I think it has. I,
1: I think I don't think we ever need to talk about food and fame again. <laughs> is there anything you're
0: still here listening thank you yeah send us a message yeah
1: (laughs) send us an email podcast uh, no a sideways life at gmail.com and just say yeah i listened all the way through 41 minutes of you talking about
0: fucking sandwiches Bet you're hungry now aren't you
1: i bet you are oh and oh we haven't talked about croissant croissante they usually do a croissant with in the middle ham and cheese and then heat it up it is great. Don't tell the French because they will be.
0: They pissed. would lose their shit. <laughs> but just to be clear, we've bored everybody and pissed off the French and Italians in this episode.
1: But that's the Spanish for you. They don't give a shit. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, we are looking for your opinions, for your feedback, for anything. If you're like Beth, who just wants to get in touch and ask us a question, do it. We- we'll answer. We will actually answer. We've, yeah, we we've do, recorded we a video yeah, for Beth, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, granted, we we're in we we're in a bar in Malaga having a beer, but,
0: yeah.
1: And she's not replying, so maybe <laughs> she looked at us and thought, mm.
0: Beth, that's harsh, man.
1: <laughs> but no, get in touch, aside at life at gmail.com or search for us. In fact, just, just Google aside because we dominate page one with everything. We Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, even though we're not on YouTube, um, you'll find us. Yeah. Right, until next time, hasta muy pronto.
0: Hasta luego. Bye-bye. bye yeah. bye Ciao.